Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the bigger picture. Now, a record rate cut in China failed to excite investors on Tuesday, with Asian shares sliding from one and a half month highs, and Wall Street seeing a technology that sell off. So, China's five year loan prime rate was lowered by 25 basis points to 3.95%, bigger than the 5 to 15 basis point cuts forecast by economists. The one year rate was left at 3.45%. So, let's check in. Now with Lee Ken Soon, he is the CEO for Astro Asset Management. Ken Soon, thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning. Hey, great to have you on the show. So let's talk about this triple R cut. It doesn't seem like it's helping market sentiment too much. What do you take away from the latest reaction? I think the year loan prime rate was cut to 3.95%, and it's a 25 basis cut, which is well above market expectations of uh, 10 basis points. Uh, I think this signals more direct support for the property sectors, as most of the mortgages are tied to this five year loan rate. The one-year loan rate still remains unchanged. But rate cut is just part of the parcel as the market is getting used to all these piecemeal kind of monetary policy. I think there's a need to do more to restore the overall confidence of the real estate sector. Yeah, like you pointed out, the rates are tied to mortgages which implies that it might be in a sense more affordable for folks to buy property. But it's a long ways to go to turn around the slump we've seen in the property sector. So what do you take away from China's efforts so far? You mentioned piecemeal. It's been happening for a few months, maybe even more than a year, where we've seen where we've seen various measures happening. How have the efforts managed to arrest the slump in the stock market in terms of the effectiveness, at least? The the real estate sector has always been a primary driver for China's economy. It contributed to twenty five to thirty percent of GDP. Uh, while China purposely avoided the big bang global financial approach that you know the US uh, adopted in twenty oh seven, now I think many are worried that she has chosen the slow and painful approach as what the Japanese have uh, chosen in the 1990s. I think apart from monetary policies of reducing interest rates, much could be done to reinstall the overall confidence of the sector mm-hmm. and in particular by supporting the property developers. It's a huge concern for the market when established developers kept defaulting on their loans and bonds every other month. This con- provides a continuous stream of negative uh, you know, sentiments and news. In terms of communication, I think as a result of the piecemeal policy, there's a lack of an end game in sight. And hence, we see you know, the property prices dropping more than 30% sometimes and often without any buyers because people think the prices might you know, continue to keep going lower. Yeah, Ken, so maybe we can expand on this part a bit because we've seen piecemeal measures. What's holding them back from doing more, a more bazooka type of approach you've seen before? I think the market is as puzzled as myself. <laughs> Could be that you know they, they are worried about you know potential other negative developments could be as a result of, you know, they, they have not come in to uh, get their act together and uh, recognize that you, know, you need a you need a, well, a bazooka kind of solution rather than a piecemeal effort. Okay, we'll see if things change. Of course, uh, things seem to be changing when it comes to the tone of China's securities regulator. So they have come forth with an unusually humble tone with their latest announcement that they will treat opinions, suggestions and criticism from all parties seriously and then implement the pragmatic and 
feasible one, feasible ones immediately. So what do you take away from this, I suppose, uh, unusual approach? I think this came from the newly appointed CSRC chief, uh, Wu Qing, who, who has taken office. And I don't think it's any form of surprise that he has chosen such an approach because let's call a spade a spade. Uh, the Chinese stock markets have simply not been performing. You know, we heard about a 5 trillion round. And if you look at MSCI China for the past three years, it's been on a decline for around 20% per annum. So last year, post-pandemic rally lasted less than two months. And in addition, right, I think it's important to recognize given the higher interest rates in the U.S. and other currencies that uh, China has been cutting her own interest rates, uh, there's also a concern that you know, if the stock markets continue to underperform, there could be a capital outflow. Yeah, Ken Soon, also in the mix is what's happening in the technology sector for China. And here's where we've got news that China's ruling Communist Party wants to play a bigger role in steering its technology sector. So the party is going to be refining a mechanism through which top decision makers on the Central Committee can steer technological work. And this, of course, comes off the back of recent crackdowns and market intervention in previous years. What do you think investors should read into the latest move? I'd like to share a quote from the great Chinese leader Black cat or white cat, if you're a cat that can catch the mouse, you're definitely a good cat. So if the government like to steer, right, mm. I think the investors will welcome it as long as you do a great job and, you know, everybody will be happy, restore the market confidence. But as we have seen since, the you know, China has established itself, the tech sector was left on its own. Very much like, you know, the thousand flowers bloom that created the tech giants of Baidu, Ali and Tencent, the BAT. But we have seen the, how the recent policy shifts literally wipe out significant of their market caps. And that caused huge despair to all the tech investors. And literally, many of these high-growth stocks have become what I call value stocks overnight. Hence, the market will be very vigilant when they hear about more government interventions uh, proposed. I think furthermore, given the global trends of US-China technology and the cheap face-offs that we have uh, heard from reports almost every other day, it's also understandable why the Chinese government wanted to be more proactive in this sector as they would have to support the semiconductor sector to play the catch-up. Yeah, from the technology space, we look at the aviation trends. And of course, the Singapore Air Show is underway and we've seen China's Comac C919 making headlines as a bit of a challenger to Airbus and Boeing. So how much of a competition do you think this opposed to the incumbents. It's a good development for China to propose and come out with an alternative for the, you know, apart from the conventional two powerhouses we know. Nevertheless, I think it's still very early days. Beyond just comparison of plane specs, I think there are two main challenges we have to, you know, discuss. Firstly, we have yet to see any adoption from the primary carriers and track records. I think do matter on selection of a passenger plane. So even if we see an adoption of a main carrier in China, we, we need to you know see how it operates for some time before other mainstream carriers are probably going to adopt. And so now I think they're going to just wait and see. Hmm. I think secondly, one has also have to consider putting together the whole supply chain and maintenance for the plane as well. You know, apart from choosing the plane, uh, the ch- engineers need to familiarize themselves with the Chinese Chinese manuals and training. And there's a language barrier to overcome. So as far as I'm concerned, it's early days, but it's in- interesting. Development. Yeah, and Ken Soon, you run a fund that goes into value stocks in Asia. So where does China come into the equation this year? So as far as China is concerned, I mean, there, there are always discussions about the political risk as well as the you know, uh, limitations on some of the uh, policies, etc., but what we are seeing is in terms of uh, risk-reward, uh, the reward part is definitely getting higher given there are so many value stocks that we are seeing, we are seeing now in the Chinese and the Hong Kong markets. I think as far as positioning of the portfolio is concerned, it's very important to be well diversified uh, rather than to just focus on a couple of stocks so that you, know, you could get an average return 
that you know justify the risk reward uh, equation. All right, great overview of what's happening in China and how to invest in China. We've been in conversation with Lee Ken Soon. He is the CEO for Astro Asset Management. Ken Soon, thanks for your time and insights this morning. Thank you. All right, we'll catch up with you again, Ken Soon. Stay Money FM eighty nine point three. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.